0: Good news, bad news, Rams. The bad news is you're still not on this list. The good news is, is you're not the only garbage team to lose to the Jets now. (music) Crossy-possy Packard Nation! Welcome to another episode of podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help, I'm your host, Tom. My internet is out, so after I'm done editing this, I have to run over to Papa Grassi's house to upload it to make sure it gets out today, and this is a nightmare. Thanks for rising, Grassi. And today, we're gonna be breaking down the week 17 power rankings. Oh yes, oh yes. The final week of the regular season is upon us. And while there may be tears shed, the glory of the playoffs are upon us. Before we get to that one, do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons. First, we got Joshua Ayakovielo, and then we have Nick Fall upgrading his subscription, and he will be featured in the credits. A big shout out and thank you to you both. So, heading in to the final week, it seems that the playoff picture is getting at least a little bit clearer. Not for the NFC East, but they're never on this list, so that's irrelevant. The number one seed was clinched by the Kansas City Chiefs with a win over the Falcons. The number one seed over in the NFC is still up for grabs and will come down to the final week. And over in the AFC, there's going to be a battle of 10 and 5 teams trying to get their way in, while in the NFC, yeah, you're having a bunch of teams just limp in there at the 6th and 7th spot. So, with that being said, let's get down to it, our top 10. Number 10, still staying on this list, I got the Tennessee Titans. Now, uh, before we get into the Titans, I want to do an honorable mention to the Miami Dolphins, able to come away with the win, a lot of it because the Raiders had terrible game management, but a big shout-out to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who made the throw of the year with his head literally turned around like an owl and was just like, yeah, screw it! Someone will catch that ball! So big shout-out to them. They didn't make the list, but, you know, I feel like the Dolphins should have been mentioned. But the Tennessee Titans got dismantled on Sunday night football by the Green Bay Packers, (laughs) 40 to 14. Now, it was a snowy night. That definitely played a factor. However, Ryan Tannehill struggled. To be fair, the Green Bay defense also made his life a living hell, constantly getting pressure. Derrick Henry was held under 100 yards to 98 yards. Receivers could not get open. They couldn't get out of their routes. And this was just a bad game for the Titans. Now, the reason why they're still on this list is because I'm not going to overreact here. The Titans have had a problem with consistency this year, but I still think that they are a good football team heading into the playoffs and a team that, honestly, I don't know if I would want to play. And the Titans have control of their own destiny. If they're able to beat the Texans, they're able to win their division, and they're able to get a home game. So while it is an ugly loss of right this second, I still think the Titans are a pretty darn good football team, at least on the offensive side of the ball. That defense is, uh, yeah, that defense is bad. Number nine, you got the Indianapolis Colts, another AFC South team, blew it against the Steelers. It was up 21-7 at half, and they just allowed Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers to crawl their way back in. In addition, that offense was shut out in the fourth quarter. Rivers, 22 for 35, 270 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And that defense really wasn't effective either, only getting one sack on Ben. And yeah, the Colts, again, they're similar to the Titans in that they are inconsistent as well. When they put it together with a power running game backed by Jonathan Taylor... They could be a really damn good football team. The defense has locked down opponents before. I mean, it happened to the Packers. We got locked down in that second half. However, that defense also seems to play only two quarters of football per game. And that's exactly what happened here with the Colts. And so the Colts, while they're not surging by any means into the playoffs, at least they weren't blown out like the Titans. So. That's why you get a spot ahead. Number eight, finding their way back up here, is you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Clinched the AFC North after a comeback win against the Colts. Ben 34 for 49, 342 yards, and three touchdowns. Really no run game still to speak of. Though James Conner was effective in the pass game, and he was able to get a touchdown on the ground, that is a cause for concern. What isn't a cause for concern is Juju Smith-Schuster finally stopped dancing and was able to get nine for 96 and one touchdown. Deontay Johnson, eight for 75 for one touchdown, and they needed this. They definitely need this. The defense showed up. They got five sacks against the Colts, a very good offensive line for the Colts. And the Steelers have already announced that they will be starting Mason Rudolph against the Browns next week. So they're going to basically have a bye week. Now, obviously, Steelers fans are going to be disappointed they didn't clinch the number one seed, but they are still going to have a playoff game. And again, with that defense, they can make some waves and they can go far in the playoffs. They just need to make sure that they get right. Number seven. You got the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins has had a rushing touchdown in the last five games. That's a pretty nice stat. Scored 20 points by the time halftime rolled around. And while the Giants decided to make a little bit of a comeback, the Baltimore Ravens had this game in control basically the entire time. Lamar Jackson, 17 for 26, 183 yards, two touchdowns, and 13 for 80 on the ground. They also had six sacks against the terrible offensive line that is the New Jersey Giants. And... As I have talked about multiple weeks now, the Ravens have been putting together good games. Is this against a good opponent? Absolutely not. But the Chiefs struggled with the Falcons. So the point is that the Ravens have control over their own destiny, win and they are in. And the Ravens with their skill set, if that defense can continue playing at a high level, watch out. Number six, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh God, pure domination of the Lions. 47-7, 47-7, to and with that, Tom Brady not only broke the franchise record for most touchdowns by a Buccaneer QB, which is just funny, but they also clinched a playoff berth, and so they look to lock up the number five seed with a win over the Falcons next week, but in this game against Detroit, oh God, this was over real real quick brady 22 for 27 348 yards and four touchdowns it was 34 nothing at halftime people the game was so bad that blaine gabbard even came in and scored two touchdowns yeah the lions are really that bad at this point mike evans 10 for 181 yards and two touchdowns had an amazing day And the Buccaneers, like, is this the Buccaneers team we're going to see in the playoffs? Because if it is, it's going to be really difficult to beat them. It looks like they're going to clinch the number five seed, meaning that they are going to go on the road and play whoever comes on top of the garbage heap that is the NFC East, which will be a very, very winnable game. And they might be taking a trip to Lambeau Field. Now, Brady does have experience, obviously, in the cold, but the Buccaneers as a whole, that might be at a disadvantage for them. So if the Buccaneers are able to take this momentum into the playoffs, yeah... That's going to be scary. Number five, you got the Seattle Seahawks. A gritty win. Gritty win against the LA Rams. Clinched their division. Their defense played also pretty darn well. Wilson, 20 for 32, 225 yards, one touchdown. Also a touchdown on the ground. And And it wasn't the prettiest of games, but they were able to close it out at the very end. Obviously, Jared Goff broke his finger, so that helped the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are heading into week 17 with an outside shot at getting the number one seed. Though... It is decently unlikely. And while the Seahawks main storyline this year has been how good that offense has been, their defense has been doing pretty darn well over the past few weeks. They're getting some more balance there. They're getting after the quarterback, etc. And there's a good shot that they actually wind up hosting the Rams for the wild card round if the Rams are to make it in. So Russell Wilson and the Seahawks keep on rolling and let's see how far they can go. Number 4 You got the New Orleans Saints, and he's just on here just because of Alvin Kamara, because good God, 155 rushing yards and six, should have been seven, touchdowns. Six. I was thinking about putting you at number nine just because I went against Alvin Kamara in my fantasy playoffs, and that was over before it really began. And while this was a dominant performance by Alvin Kamara, it got a little bit close in the third quarter. I mean, Cousins still threw three touchdowns on them. And Brees struggled on Christmas. 19 for 26, 311 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. So there is that overwhelming concern of, okay, Drew Brees did not look good again. What do we do about that? And on top of that, that defense, who has been pretty darn stingy all year, hasn't looked good over the past few weeks. Now, the Saints have enough offensive firepower to be successful in the playoffs. They're most likely still going to clinch the number two seed, meaning that the only time that they would have to go on the road is if it was the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers. I think the Saints still have a good shot at making the Super Bowl, but they definitely have some vulnerabilities. Number three, you got the Green Bay Packers, Yeah. Remember all that talk about not being good against winning teams? That shut you up real quick. Domination of the Tennessee Titans. Shut him out in the first quarter, shut him out in the fourth quarter. Defense played incredible, held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, gave Ryan Tannehill fits, and it was a glorious thing to see. Oh yeah, and on the offense, it was incredible. This was the A.J. Dillon coming out party. 21 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams continued his tear and destruction of the league. 11 receptions for 142 yards and three touchdowns. Rodgers, 21 for 25, 231 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. This was was a complete and total game by the Green Bay Packers, something that they have been lacking. And again, it just shows the importance of Lambeau Field in December slash January. If the Packers wind up clinching next week, they will be my Super Bowl favorites. And that has nothing to do with the obvious bias that is all around you. That has to do with there is true home field advantage in this league, and Lambeau Field is one of those places. Considering the teams that are making the playoffs, like the Saints, like the Buccaneers, I love the Packers' chances at home. And so the Green Bay Packers are one win away from getting that, and oh boy, it's a beautiful thing. Number two, you got the Kansas City. Chiefs, able to come away with the win, able to clinch the first overall seed. That's what's important at the end of the day. Taking a look at some of the other stuff, they struggled against the Falcons. This was a weird-ass game. Their offense was shut out in the first and third quarter by the Falcons. Mahomes, 24 for 44, 278 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Sammy Watkins even had an interception. Kelsey came up clutch again with 98 yards and one touchdown. And, you know, the defense, they were able to get four sacks against the non-existent offensive line of the Atlanta Falcons. And like I said, they got the W. That's all that matters. However... Superman bled a little bit on Sunday. The Chiefs are a beatable football team. And the team that I ranked above them, I think that they could do it. And so that means after all this time, I feel like it's warranted. And it's not just an easy transition or a standard transition into this. They deserve something big. <clears throat> And new number one in the power rankings, you got the Buffalo Bills. That's right, folks. Yeah, that's it. Listen, even if they aren't the best team in the league, they they swept the Patriots, okay? They literally put the nail in the coffin of the New England Patriots. And for that, we got to give him props. Winning 38-9 to over the Patriots. 24 points in the first half. Allen played like his pants were on fire. 27 for 36, 320 yards and four touchdowns. Stefan Diggs, nine catches, 145 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, the Patriots could not do a thing, whether it's Jared Stidham or whether it was Cam Newton who gets dressed in 10 minutes. Nope. The Bills have been playing some really damn good football, and this was against a divisional opponent who the Patriots have given fits to opponents this year. Obviously, they're not as consistent or great as they were in previous seasons, but this is still an accomplishment. I think the Bills right now are the hottest team heading into the playoffs, and right now, Bills, you deserve this number one spot, so congratulations. Go jump through a table, you crazy sons of guns. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you see this ranking out? Should the Packers have been number one? I thought about it. I thought about it. But it's okay. A Super Bowl title will be better. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always send me at com or TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always. Go Pack Go.